I just want to invest in people that really want to be the best that they can be. Hello, everyone, branch managers across the country. This is Todd Screaman, Robin Lavasser, and Jim Reed coming at you. We do a podcast. Uh, Jimmy runs the Next Level Coaching. We all uh, work in a company that I own called Summit Funding. Just celebrated our 27th anniversary, so that's pretty exciting. And the topic today is you can make money in any market. You can make money in any market. Matter of fact, I would go beyond that and say money is made long-term in these markets. Uh, Warren Buffett says a couple things that are super wise. One is work on your high profit business. So he says that all the time. So do things that make you money and, and just do those things. He also says, be bold when others are scared. So a lot of people are scared right now. I just got a text from somebody. Hey, this big, huge mortgage company is doing a mass layoff. No joke. Business is decreased 50%. So to frame this up, we're not in a bad market. We're The industry this year is going to do what we did in 2018 and 2019. A little over $2 trillion. Now, the last time I looked, $2 trillion is a lot of zeros. That's a thousand billion times two, a thousand billion times two. That's how much two trillion is. Okay. So to put this in perspective, Summit Funding, mid-sized mortgage company, did eight billion last year. We're not a speck on a horse's butt, right? It's it's a very fragmented industry. There's no one that makes up five percent market share. There's not a company that makes up 1% market share in America. Not one company makes up 1% market share. That's kind of crazy. So my point is, there's so much opportunity. There's so much opportunity. You know, and I was telling the story on our last podcast, but I'll say it again, because I think it's fitting. When, when about seven years ago, I started going to therapy. And about a year later, the therapist set me down and said, she didn't even say hi to me. I just walked in. I used to sit in this little rocker and she looked at me and she's 84 years old lady, but I loved her. And uh, she says, you suffer from anxiety. And I was like, I don't feel anxious. I feel energized. She says, that's a form of anxiety. I said, well, I just, I'm arguing with her, right? I'm like, well, I, I just want to get a lot of stuff done. I'm like, I'm very energetic. She says, that's a form of anxiety. And my point in telling you that is I worked on myself a lot and I don't have those feelings. Now, I don't want to say never, but in general, I don't experience those feelings of fear and anxiety because I've worked on myself. Now, what I'm afraid of is sometimes people will watch things like this and they'll say, oh, Jim and Robin and Todd, you don't have anxiety because you have a bunch of money in the bank and blah, 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 blah. Okay, money can give you security, but you can also feel that way. There's people who feel that way who have $2,000 in their checking account. It's a learned skill. Confidence is a learned skill. Not Having less fear in your life is a learned skill. So when I see people do all this catastrophication and the sky is falling, I'm like, how is the sky falling? That we're doing the same numbers we did in 18 and 19, which were decent mortgage years. I don't get it. So, 
Well, I mean, I, I think a couple things, you know, it, it, this is a branch manager thing. And I think one of the things is that, you know, the industry, I feel like has been waiting for a life raft to show up. And the truth is you've got to swim, right? And you might even have to change your strokes a little bit, but, but the life raft isn't necessarily coming because we have normalized the market. And I think one of the things that branch managers um, have not necessarily done is, and, and maybe you have, some have done a great job and others have, have really not. We've seen it both ways, really looking at everything from staffing to um, the new metrics, to what the new normal is. And we have to pivot mm-hmm. kind of like we had to bulk up in the, you know, all of a sudden when there was 35 refinances sitting on people's desks and the phone was ringing off the hook, you had to find staff, you had to bulk up. When that shifts, which it does, and it will again over the next, however long you're going to be in the business, five years, 10 years, 20 years, we'll probably see three, four, five more of these markets. Maybe not you two, you're older than me, but I okay, for sure. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I mean, we're going to see some things. And I think one of the things is that people don't all of a sudden want to have to make a change, right? You don't, you you ever get in your thirties and all of a sudden your metabolism does slow down a little bit. And then you get in your forties, slows a little bit more. Like you used to be able to eat anything you wanted. I don't know about you guys at 19, I could eat anything that I wanted and not gain a pound. My, my daughters and sons can do that, right? All of a sudden I'm like, that has not been true for quite some time. I probably need to change the way I eat. It's call it fair or unfair, or I can suffer the consequences, right? Those are, those are the couple options. I think one of the things that we've struggled with is more up here, right, in the mind um, than anything else. And then the actual action items that it's required. And sometimes those are tough calls. Sometimes it's a, you know, it, it could be recruiting. It could also be staff cutting. It could be a combination of both. But there are ways to make money. The question is, are you looking at them and are you willing? to do it I bet Jim has some brilliance around this well I don't know about brilliance but I think uh, I think most people plan to fail by not having a plan through change right mm-hmm. that's what I really think is that they're like uh, on a boat feel like they're not the captain and feel I may mean, always say this but people who live in the past are depressed see a lot of that in my business right now people who live in the future are stressed that's you Todd with your anxiety Right. I think of, when I'm listening to you talk about the anxiety thing, I'm like, you know, for me, it's higher power. It's how you overcome anxiety. It ain't really all up to you. It's not really your money. You know, it's don't worry about it. You'll be taken care of. Just do your best. Be grateful. It's how a lot of people choose to get through anxiety. Other people choose a little logical path and whatever it is, it is. But when I look at running a branch, you know, when people want to be a branch manager, I'd say eight or nine out of 10 do it for the wrong reason. They do it because they want to make more money. More money is a byproduct. The right reason is because you kind of get off on nerding out on process, nerding out on checklists, nerding out on running a sales force and motivating and inspiring and holding people accountable. Those are the right reasons. And so then as our market changes, here's your opportunity. To lead, which is super fun if you're into it and super a drag if you're not, right? I have friends that took on, that became branch managers and just couldn't stand other loan reps. They just need to be a mega producer. So it's not right for everybody. But if you're getting this, you chose to be a branch manager. So here's what I think real quick. I think the three things you got to focus on through this market is a plan, a new plan for sales activity, 
a new plan, a new plan for sales activity based on old basics. 31 hours a week on the phone with a borrower, on the phone with a realtor, in front of a borrower or in front of a realtor, and I don't care what you're talking about. 31 hours a week. So way more sales activity for you and your loan reps. I think that you got to you scaled up and you got to scale down and share resources is number two. You've got a loan par- uh, an assistant. He has an assistant and she has an assistant. And probably one of those assistants could support all three of you now. Probably. So sharing resources because that's going to protect your loan officer's profit, right? Loan officers want from us, Todd. Here's what I'm convinced. They want profit. That's personal profit. They want process. That means they want their loans to close on time and smooth. Right. And they want loan product. They really don't care about anything else, no matter what they say. That's what I think. So as a branch manager, that's what I'm working on all the time. Those simple three things. So sharing resources helps them with their profit. And then the last one is you got to really manage your expenses and their expenses. So I started doing a P&L for each one of my loan reps because they won't do it. And if you don't educate them on where they're spending their money, and they're making less money, who will they blame? Their leader. Watashi. Yeah. They'll blame Watashi. I had a loan rep. This story pains me because I think managing loan reps is like being a dad. I want to give my kids everything they want, and I want to give them nothing they want. At the same moment, I have that, that feeling in battle. I want to give them everything they want because I think that's something that People say, I always want my kids to have a better life than me. And then I don't want to give them anything so they don't become soft. Just being honest. So it's like a constant battle. And the same thing happens managing reps. I want to give them everything they want because I'm scared they'll leave me, because I want to take care of them, because I want them to feel loved. And I want to give them nothing they want so they'll have less expenses, so they'll make more money, so they'll be more thankful. It's a mess. But that's the, the job I chose. So. The idea is, hey, those are the three things and have a plan. What kind of plan do you do when you're going through this kind of market, Todd? Well, I think of I think of a few things. Um, first of all, I think of writing a plan down. So I've got a 10-point bullet plan that I created about four months ago. It's on my phone. I look at it often and I act that way. And it was um, a few things on there just to keep it simple. One is live within your means. So... I didn't, you know, Summit, we just celebrated 27 years last week. I didn't stay in this crazy business. One of the oldest mortgage banks in the country, which is weird. We're older than more than 80% of of mortgage banks in the nation. No, top 2% oldest, top 2% oldest. There's a few companies like 10 that are older than us. That's it. It's crazy. crazy. So 27 years, long time. I didn't know that. I didn't do that. And I, I don't want to sound braggadacious, but I did that by having no debt and saving the first dime I ever made. I am a really, really, really good saver. I pay a lot of attention to P&L and budgeting. What happens to people, let's just talk about cost cutting. I just got a text from one of our leaders this morning and said, hey, this big mortgage company is doing a massive layoff. No, duh, okay? So what does that look like? Or, or, or what's the, here's what happens. People don't make the changes because of the emotional issues associated with it. Mm-hmm. But there's metrics in every business. So for example, in my company, I need 55 underwrites per underwriter, 55. That doesn't mean 42, that doesn't mean 68, 
right? It means that those people have to, I, I know how many loans I got to underwrite. I know that 88% of the loans that I underwrite will go to closing. So there's a, there's a 12% buffer in there. There's metrics to all that stuff. If you just look at it and say, okay, we're in an industry like 2018, 2019, go back and look at your staffing at that time. What was it? That'll tell you what your metrics were, and then you can right size. Now, um, another tip, and this is important for branch managers. Um, for years and years, we've acted this way. We take what an employee makes between salary and bonus. We times it times 140%. And that is what we call your fully loaded cost. So if I were to take a, a, a position that makes $5,000 a month, 140% is seven grand. So that person, that employee is costing the organization $7,000 a month. That's, that's because of matching payroll taxes, health benefits, rent space, computers, the, the software that you load on the computers, you got to play subscriptions for, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So 140%, that's a nice number. Uh, now my finance team will get super complicated and the math always comes out to be a 138, 142. I'm like, just call it 140. That's the number. Okay. Um, so, so look at those things. And, and um, what happens, the same thing happens in our personal life as happens in business. You meet with it just because we've all met with a lot of borrowers or ourselves, if we've been in debt before. You meet with the borrower, they got 40 grand in credit card debt. They got a hundred grand in cars. They, you know, all that stuff. They, life is stressful. In your business, when you know you've got too much overhead, it creates so much stress mm -hmm. that you, you subconsciously, you know of some of it, but it's like an iceberg. There's another 80% under it that people just don't realize. And so if you, if you don't have all that overhead and you know that you can do 10 loans a month or 30 loans a month or whatever the math is, you know you're going to do that much. Your metrics are aligned to it. Your stress level comes way down and you can actually perform again. You know, and well, that's what you, a lot you know, of people you me think of. You got a bunch of people who did triple of what they normally do for two years, right? Now they've got a super expensive processor and two loan processor assistants, and now they're back down to normal. And honestly, you know what they need to do? Share resources. Yep. They need to blend with other branches and they get folded under a bigger branch with better ops so they don't got to worry about nothing. So they go sell. But it takes an ego check. Mm -hmm. And it's just I'm just telling you, it's the truth. Like, why do you come to work every day, Robin? Not the philosophical stuff. Not the, um, you know, not the higher, the, you know, not the biblical stuff. Yeah. I'll just tell you why I do so I can make money so I can go home. So I can I can take care of people at work so I can make some money so I can go take care of people at home. Yep. That's why I go to work. Yep. Did you not think I was going to say that? What's that? I said, do you not think I was going to say that? No, I did. I just <laughs> I just think that sometimes we get like, well, I want to help grow people. Or sometimes I'm like, well, I want to influence others. No, dude. Yes, I want to do all those things, but I want to get paid. I want to save money. Listen, none of us work. Care yeah, none of us want to work for free, right? And at some point, if you came in every single day, even doing what you love, 
and, and, and shy of having an infinite amount of money and just deciding at that point it was called volunteering versus a job. If, if, it, if the job mm-hmm. is next to it, you expect to get paid. And a branch manager making no money is not having any fun. And when you're not having any fun, you're also not leading at the highest level. So you're actually stealing mm-hmm. from what you think your values are, which is I want to impact people and I want to make a difference and I want to teach somebody mm-hmm. something and all these things. You're not doing that at the highest level when you're in a scarcity mindset, which is which is due to money problems in anybody's life, right? Like that's the truth. And so I think that the branches do need to get right. And the other way to get right, you guys, is the recruiting, but you have to be realistic. I think a lot of people think, oh, I'm recruiting. They have no, but there's no real prospects coming on. Recruiting is not for the faint at heart. And it takes a long time for the good ones. The good ones and the right ones don't leave early, right? There's there's still money out there on the table. There's lots of things. That's not to say it's impossible. It requires a lot of persistence and consistency. And you might have to write the ship for the next, you know, the best thing in the world is if you had to write the ship, bringing great ones back if you, if you have the opportunity. And then the other piece of it is making sure that you're taking care. You know, it's, it, it, this is a, a probably a pretty harsh analogy, but I'm going to use it anyways, is if you were, um, you know, back in the day, years and years and years, I don't know, hundreds of years ago, probably at some point, your weakest, your weakest one in animals, right? Your weakest one, they leave them at some point, they leave them. And they leave them because they know they'll hurt the rest of the pack. And I know that sounds terrible, but sometimes as leaders, we have to choose the many over the few. That's that's a choice that we have to make as branch managers on occasion. It's not a fun one, but it is the right one. Yeah, so you're saying I got to go get deeper with my referral partners. I got to get more referral partners and I got to call loan officers I don't know. And I got to get to know them and I got to recruit them. And then I got to onboard them and then I got to teach them our new system. But I still got to maintain my realtor relationships if I want to be a branch manager. Uh-huh. Not for the fainted heart. It's not. Well, so Jim, I agree with everything you just said. On the other side, uh, I was years ago. I was driving to work. A coaching student calls me and was really woe is me. Really woe. Oh my god, this happened and this happened. And I'm like, hey, shut your eyes for a second. I said, I, I'm, I'm driving, so I can't shut my eyes. But shut your eyes, okay? And I said, pretend you're this person. You just woke up and you're on a dirt floor and you look at your two babies. You've got no food, like no food. You have to walk five miles to get water. And one of your two babies, the youngest one year old has AIDS and is going to die because there's no medical treatment. I said, now open your eyes. She said, okay. I said, you wanna tell me your problems again? (laughs) And she said, I get it, goodbye. So this, this, this ego, I'm entitled, I deserve this. I used to close 20 loans a month in 2020. Shut your face, that is stupid. You mean I like can't, it's talk, just about so much I can't talk about my high school football game no more? <laughs> no, let's not talk about the high school football game. Okay. <laughs> so, but the the other part of this is when you're when you're in these times, you if you're if you're smart, you get yes. so much better. Now, this is only maybe five percent of branch managers will do this, but 
you can be ingenious. You can figure out a new recruiting strategy. You can train. I, I was at Carl White's event yesterday with Kirk teaching how to get young mortgage loan apprentices in the business so that you can train new people into the business and develop this war chest. Robin's branch did just shy of a billion last year, uh, roughly 30 loan officers, only four or five are experienced. Okay. Jim, you've had a lot of success with that. Like, it's like, there's different ways to do things. We just got to be open to them. And when we're, when we're in this anxiety fear mode, the problem is it, you don't have lubricant in your brain. Like it doesn't work. Like it's not working. Okay. So Robin, give us some closing comments for branch managers, another tip or something that you've done going through this market. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the bottom line is, is that you have to, um, you have to be willing to look at your business every single day um, and be really active in it. I think that's a, a big piece of leadership in general is be really active. If there, people are looking for you to make the tough calls and then also bring in the reinforcements when needed. And so I do think, you know, Jim said this is hard. You're darn right. It's hard. Um, and, and, and this is an industry that you do get rewarded heavily and it should be hard. Um, and, and I welcome that because I think that, um, it, it's worth the challenge if you're really up to it. And so make sure that you're doing the work, both in your, your production, if you're a producer, if you're not a producer, let me tell you, you better be digging into helping your LOs produce and making sure that they are successful right in your staff. Um, I just being aware and being present. I see a lot of people are like, I'm super stressed. I'm going on a two week vacation. These are the times when leaders make sacrifices, right? Good leaders eat last. I just canceled, I canceled one this morning. You have to make a decision, right? I, I've done the same thing, Jimmy. I've had a couple extra days that I had planned to be out and I'm like, nope, not leaving. Nope, not leaving. And people are like, you're not going to go. I'm not leaving. This this requires leadership and it requires present active leadership every single day right now. You expect your people to show up big and double down. You as a leader better double down. Yeah. I think Todd, I think that the biggest the biggest message to myself and my people is we got to outlast them. Got to outlast them. Yeah. So as an originator and as a branch manager, I'm not. I don't want to. Like, I'm not saying never. I'm just saying we ain't gonna lose a purchase. We'll figure yeah. out a way. Like in your branch, yeah, you got to figure out a way. There's lots of ways to figure it out. If you want to know how, you can call me. But I'm just telling you, if your originators are losing purchases, they're losing referral partners. And if they're losing referral partners, they, they're going to leave. I mean, yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah. Like, bro, I love I, you. I, I love Robin. Like, if we can't close a loan, I can't be here. Now, the good news is we close loans. I closed loans in 10 days, three of them last month. Right? And I can deal with pricing at this company. So it fits. Mm-hmm. But you got to know as a leader, if you're listening to this, you can't be like, oh, sorry, you just get to lose that one. Next. Yeah. It's just not the right time frame. Yeah. you got to help yeah. your people get all the deals and you got to outlast everybody. And as I say this, there's another price increase coming across <laughs> the little email. So, guys, uh, in closing, I want to be careful that I, I don't want to use fear tactics. Uh, I do want to attract really high quality people to Summit Funding. If, if you're looking, if your company is unfortunately going out of business or something drastic is happening, you think it may not be the right long-term home, give us a look, like talk to us. We really, we, we don't, I don't know how many interviews we do per branch we hire, but it's a lot and we're very selective, but that's done on purpose because we're looking for that long-term fit. 
We're looking for that. Hey, let's work together for 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah. So many people jump all the time. Robin sees that all the time in recruiting. I'm sure Jim does. It's like you get these people and they're like, they've been at six mortgage companies. I looked at one. This is one Robin and I worked on a couple of weeks ago. This one guy had been a branch manager at six different mortgage companies in nine years. And I'm like, I, I will not call that. One of our leaders was saying, hey, can you call this guy? I'm like, I'm not calling this guy. Well, he runs these branches. I said, I don't care. He runs these branches for a year here and a year there and a year there. It's dumb. But if you want a good, solid, long-term, financially stable company that's really well run and really a lot of fun to work in, give us a look. We'd love to talk to you. Okay. Thank you guys. Thank you, Jim and Robin. You guys are awesome. Appreciate you. Bye guys. Have a great month. If you liked this episode of the Be Your Best series with Todd Screema, make sure to register for new episode notifications at www.beyourbestseries.com. And don't forget to leave a five-star review and share this series with someone you want to be their best. Send an email with any questions or comments to beyourbest at summitfunding.net. Summit Funding, Inc., NMLS ID 3199, Equal Housing Opportunity, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.